Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com. It's time! You asked for it, and you got it at BruceBuffer.com. Championship introductions at a special rate are now provided for all of you as a keepsake for life, like you are being introduced like a champion in the cage. Just go to BruceBuffer.com. Specials for championship introductions, weddings, birthdays, voicemail, and business recordings. I'm here for you if you need me. Check me out at BruceBuffer.com. It's time with Bruce Buffer. And now it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are it's Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Las Vegas, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about, but maybe you're afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. President Trump, COVID-19, film, TV, UFC. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, it's no holds barred radio, folks. And to prove that, get ready for the hour of power. I am here with my co-host, producer, TJ DeSantis. Hi, TJ. I'm here with Sammy Phillips, our beautiful, sensual co-host, the ever-loving Sammy Phillips. And we never know what she's going to talk about, but we're always excited to have her on the show. Love you, honey. Great to have you on. And also, too, right into our special guest, Dr. Jeff Davidson, the doctor to the UFC, the doctor to many people in Las Vegas, the doctor for it all. And we're going to bring on Dr. Jeff. I want to talk about a few things here right at the top of the show, a little COVID-19 talk. Dr. Jeff, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you all three for having me on today. Well, we love having you on. We had you on a number of weeks ago. We were talking about the current pandemic and the effect on sports and the effect on the UFC and you were so prolific and obviously right on in everything you said. We'd love having you on the show. But what I want to bring you on now, we just came back. We were going to have a show last week. We ran into some difficulties to have you on. Um, we're a week later, but we were together for a period of 10 days, 11 days in Jacksonville, Florida. We gave three UFC shows that we held, uh, much to the uh, happiness of many, chagrin of others. But the fact is the sports went on without an audience, went on without a click went on without a, uh, shall we say, a bump, except for three people testing positive. All I can say is, Dr. Davidson, thank you so much. You and your crew 
you not sleeping every night, tired beyond belief, every time I saw you, jumping back and forth between Las Vegas and Jacksonville to do the job that was needed, testing over 500 fighters and personnel with only three testing positive. Are you completely content and happy with the way everything ran? Were there any bumps? Do you think there was any improvement? Because all I could see was safety and protocol perfection. Well, listen, th- thank you for the, the introduction. And, yes, it was quite a task, uh, the 10 days in Jacksonville. But, you know, listen, did it come out as, as successfully as we had hoped? Absolutely. Um, were there a few uh, areas that we learned and that we're going to be even better now moving forward? As you know, we're in Nevada this week. <clears throat> sure. Um, but that's the process. You know, we were the first major sports coming out of this uh, pandemic time to take the uh, to take the head and say, we're going to do this. We put a health and safety protocol in place and we actually implemented it. <clears throat> and, you know, it was quite an undertaking. It was new to everyone. This was not something that we could read the blueprint of something from past and that uh, we implemented it. And like you said, Bruce, it went off very well. Uh, we did learn a few things on the way, and we're implementing those learnings this week and in these coming weeks of fights. And I think the process will get better and better. Is there anything you probably talk about as far as a key thing that, that you're going to improve on or you think is needed? I did read where the tests that we're going to be tested on next week, because I'm told that I'll be tested on Thursday when I arrive, um, and then I was used to the swab up the nose. But if I'm not mistaken, you're going to be using a different test in the mouth. Is that correct? So the, it's called the PCR molecular antigen right. test. Right. It can be done either through the nasal pharynx or through the oral pharynx. It's an equivalent test from either area as long as it's done appropriately and by a trained personnel. So you're correct. Up in Jacksonville, Bruce, we did use the nasal pharynx swabs. Um, I think there's a little less discomfort using the oral pharynx swab. And so we have been using that this week in Nevada. We've had great success um, you know, there's, there's a concern of gag reflex on some people, um, but there's also, as you remember, the uh, discomfort of the nasal pharynx swab. So yeah. there's a plus and a minus to both. And I think, uh, you know, I think this one's a little bit more comfortable. So we've, we've been doing very well with it. And uh, we've been testing all week. And, the, you know, the advantages to different areas. And in Las Vegas, we have this advantage because I'm working with uh, UMC, uh, the lab here them and we're able to get the results back immediately the next morning and that has been a tremendous help to us Uh, when we started the process in jacksonville the first day or two it there was more of a lag time to get the results than we had hoped for and and that is why uh, you know as you mentioned we had the one or a couple of positives uh, that came back um, that we were just had a, a short lag time before we caught them and then we're able to kind of remove those few individuals but uh you know, I think some of the success does ride on the turnaround time when we're doing this testing, and, and that's important. Yeah, it's very important. You know, uh, Las Vegas is starting to open up. They were talking about June 1st, and they're talking about June 20th, whatever the actual day is. I know we're staying at a pre-designated place, not one of the uh, major hotels we usually stay at. I'm not going to give away the name or anything. Everything's being put in place for us right now. Now, when they talk about opening Las Vegas, you have, you know, you're, you're, you're part of and you run a major emergency ward, okay, emergency center there in Las Vegas. You've been dealing with people coming in with COVID-19, suspected having COVID-19, whatever. What are your thoughts 
what are your fears, if any, as the dice will start to roll, the cards will be dealt, slot machines will be open, there will be no poker rooms, they'll be closed, and I'm fine with that, I totally agree with that, I don't know the next time I'll even play live poker, the World Series of Poker is going online and not going to be held live. They're saying, like, for instance, at Red Rock, what I heard is, and I guess this is going to be the standard, blackjack tables, instead of having six players or five or whatever, will go down to three. And there'll be plexiglass encasements on the side and the front facing the dealer, playing underneath the, uh, you know, the opening like a bank teller as far as your chips and all. What are your concerns as this starts to open up? There are other states that are opening up. They're noticing COVID-19 spikes in some areas where people are gathering does this bother you, doctor, or do you think we should be on stay home longer in Las Vegas where you live? Yeah, it's, it's a great question, Bruce, and um, I don't know if there's going to be a single answer for it. I mean, if, I think the opinion for, 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 for everyone is a little different, but I think we're all in agreement. You have to balance reopening this country and, and taking care of the country's health and safety needs. So I, I'm a proponent that we did the right thing when we closed. But I'm also a strong proponent that um, in, in the appropriate states and in the appropriate cities and counties, we need to start reopening. And I think if there's a plan and you move uh, through that plan at a safe speed and you monitor things, um, I think it can be done wisely. I, I'm very happy that Las Vegas is opening. I'm excited to see the casinos open. Um, I do do some medical consultation for stations casinos. The effort that they've put in over the last month to prepare for their opening is tremendous. Um, you know, what's gone into screening and what's gone into appropriate distancing and what's gone into cleaning is, is, is so amazing that you really won't know unless you're someone like me that's had the private tours because um, we have set this up. <clears throat> so I think you can feel incredibly safe um, in a lot of these uh, casinos in Las Vegas as they're beginning to open. Um, and I think to answer your question, I think we do have to balance it. I think people want to get back to work. They want to go back to eating out. They want to go back to shopping when appropriate. And believe it or not, they want to watch live competitive sports. Um, and, uh, that all has to be balanced. And will there be, um, changes in the numbers of coronavirus exposures? I, I do think so. There could be areas that remain very flat and continue to do well. And there could be some areas where you may see. Uh, some increase, um, but I think if if we really remember what the what the plan was here in the beginning, the plan was when the virus first came to our country, it was to flatten the curve of the number of patients that would be coming into our hospitals and ERs, so that we did not overwhelm our hospital ER system. We were absolutely right. successful in doing that, and I think moving forward, if there's even a continued um, exposure and I'll say continued numbers, we will not overwhelm our system. And that's the key. It's, it's, it's not that the virus is ever going to go away, I don't think, until the day we, we hopefully do get a vaccine. But I think the idea is can we care for the individuals that are exposed if they need to be cared for? And as long as the number is not overwhelming, the answer is yes, we can do that very safely and continue to reopen this great country and get the economy going. Okay, that's good. That's great news to hear. I have one other question. I love your input on that. Uh, Kristen, uh, my my partner and best friend here, my associate, her husband, Chris, was walking uh, the neighborhood with the dog this morning. A paramedic actually stopped 
and told him that it would be good for him when he's walking and not and he's distanced from people, he's outside, that it would be good for him to take off his mask so that he can get the vitamin D from the sun, so that he can get more. And he mentioned that some people, when they're wearing masks, and I would assume when they're constantly wearing the same mask over and over, which you and I both know you shouldn't do, either wash the cloth or throw away the N95, get a new one. When you're constantly wearing the same mask, are you actually breathing in pollutants back into your face? Um, that have hit that mask? I mean, is there some reality to that, to take it off? And when you're walking, you know, if you're distanced and everything, feel free to take it off and enjoy the outside, get your vitamin D. How do you feel about that? So, man, you just hit on so many great points, Bruce. (laughs) So, number one, I I do think it's important when you're outside and when you're in an area that's comfortable and safe, your home, your backyard, take the mask off. There's nothing better than fresh air, and it is good for you. that was point one. Point two is even when you're in areas uh, where there are other people, if there's great distancing and if it's, it's very safe to take the mask off, there's not going to be crowds or clusters. Again, you don't always have to have the mask on. Um, I'd be talking about areas where there's wide open spaces. A golf course might be a good example or a tennis court where people are obviously enjoying a sport. They're out in the open air and uh, there's a great distance and it's very safe. I think the third thing you mentioned is incredibly important. I do think we're going to see some scientific papers begin to roll out, <clears throat> roll out in the next six months or a year about, hey, what is the safety of the mask and how often do you need to wash it? How often does it need to be cleaned and dried? You know, what is, uh, what is attached to the mask that we're all using? And you're right. There's the contaminants from your mouth. There are the contaminants from your hands every time you touch the mask to take it on and off and you don't maybe do it appropriate. Um, There's the, as you said, pollutants in the air. So, yes, I mean, the first thing I would tell people, if you have a disposable mask, either it's probably meant for a day use unless it becomes, you know, contaminated or it's uh, somehow, um, you know, destructed or, uh, you know, that it it doesn't work. or if you have a cloth mask, which is obviously much more common, um, then that mask needs to be appropriately cleaned. The interval, as we've talked about before, can be every couple of days. Okay. Now, for instance, let's say I have an N95 mask. One of the last questions, Doc, I know you got to go in, but let's say I have an N95 mask, which I keep in my car. Okay, I keep a couple. You're saying one day use. Let's say I go to the store where I'm actually only wearing it over five days, maybe an hour a day. Is that okay? Yeah, like I said, as long as the mask itself is not, um, you know, grossly contaminated or becomes uh, dirty or becomes um, broken down to where the mask doesn't work. I mean, if, it. if it becomes wet, if it's wet, for example, that, that breaks down the, the barrier of the mask. So as long as the mask is functional, and we're talking about a paper mask like an N95, a filtered mask, you know, it's good for, for a couple of days as long as it's kept in a safe clean, dry area. A lot of people recommend the brown bag uh, when you're mm-hmm. not wearing it. Um, and again, I think, you know, you have to use your, your, your common sense a little bit. It, it, it can't be used 12 hours a day for five days in a, in a row. Right. <clears throat> but if you're using it a couple of hours a day and you're, you're, you're taking care of it, you certainly can use it for more than a, you know, a couple of days or two or three days. And uh, again, the cloth masks, they, they perform their function. Uh, they cover the person's mouth and, and prevent, uh, you know, sneezing and coughing uh, of respiratory droplets. And, and again, those masks can probably be cleaned more often because they're simple to hand wash and hand dry. 
Fantastic. Great news. It's all very basic. Stick to the basics and stay safe and stay sane. I guess that's all we can do. Right, Doc? Listen, I, I think uh, you and I were in Jacksonville. We had a great time together. I know yeah. there's a couple of photo shots of you and I wearing our masks. Yeah. And uh, listen, we had a great time. Um, the shows went off great. Um, I'm expecting nothing but, you know, a, a few more great shows coming up here in Las Vegas. Uh, I think uh, these successive weekends that are coming up, I look forward to seeing you. The testing has gotten uh, even more simplified. Uh, we have results even quicker. Uh, we've got more knowledge every week. We've got you know everyone paying attention. Um, it's just becoming better and better. And I look forward to all sports kind of getting up and running as they develop their own health and safety protocols and guidelines as we move forward. Great news. And, and listen, Doc, you're a pioneer. You helped us get there. You're a big, big reason why we were all safe. And I thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you next week to keep me safe again because I'm going to be there for that show and two more shows come in June. Doc, it's great having you as my friend. It's great having you as one of my key doctors. And I thank you for everything for me personally and everything you're doing for everybody in the UFC and in Las Vegas with all the work you put into your ER and outside this business. Thank you so much. I, you know, I think with that, I'm just going to say thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, Doc. We'll have you on again. You're our go-to doctor. You know that. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on, you guys. Thanks, Dr. Davison. Take care. Be safe, my friend. I'll see you next week. All right. Thank you much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Touch-free QR code payments. No seller fees until 2021. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal. If there are three hosts on a radio show, but only one speaks, are there really three hosts on a radio show? It's like a tree yeah. falling in the woods. I guess yeah. we are here. We are here. I guess yeah. we are here. Yeah, I don't think Sam and I have said a word yet, but I was actually uh, quite intrigued by uh, everything that was being said because mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people, Bruce, don't realize how much Dr. Davidson had to work throughout those events oh. uh, in Jacksonville. And, and like you mentioned, you know, the amount of tests that went out and then three positive tests, like the numbers in the world are going to suggest that someone's going to test positive eventually. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. you guys nipped it in the bud and it was great. Well, listen, we had 500 tests, three people, Jacques Ray and two of his camp tested positive. They quarantined them immediately. Uh, even Claudia Gadelia went public today uh, about the fact that her test came back possibly positive. They quarantined her immediately until she got her second test showing that she was okay. Um, listen, they did a hell of a job. And I will tell you that every time I saw Dr. Davidson, I call him Dr. Jeff, uh, is he was he was there he was doing his thing but he wasn't sleeping he didn't sleep for like a week 
And then at one point he had to go back to Vegas to run his ER for one day and then come back to Jacksonville. What a dedicated individual. Very lucky to have him and a great job by the UFC. That's all I can say. Dana White, thank you, everybody. Great job. Look forward to being there next week. I have no fears, only cheers of going into Las Vegas. I am going to drive. I'm not going to fly. Um, Because I want to avoid the airports at all costs. And it's a four and a half hour flight. I'll either go up with a friend or I'll hop in the car myself and get there. It's not a terrible drive either. If you haven't done it in a while, it's fine. If you've done it like twice in like six weeks, you want to kill yourself the second time around. But it's not a bad drive. (laughs) Well, thanks for that, TJ, because I haven't driven to Vegas in over 30 years and I have to go there three times uh, in the month of June. So the second and third time I'll be going crazy. Okay, just, (laughs) Just get an apartment up there for a month. You'll be fine. No. No, no, no. Too oh. much work home. Okay. No, no, no. All right. All right. no, 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 no. Do, do my thing up there Thursday, back on Sunday. It'll be an interesting tour. All right, Sammy. The beautiful Sammy. How are you? I have never good. heard you quiet for 15 minutes of my life. Well, I would try not to scare off the good doctor. Well, I don't think you would have scared him off. No problem. But anyway, great to have you on the show. Okay, the COVID-19 uh, cases here. Uh, we have broken 100,000 deaths in the United States. We're basically at 100,940 deaths. 366,000 recovered and 1.724 million plus infected. There we are, folks. Current thing. Sammy, TJ, how do you feel about states opening up? About looking at these pictures of massive pool parties, uh, Floyd Mayweather in Arizona, much to the governor's chagrin, at a nightclub with thousands of people, close-knit, not even following Yes, we're open, but we have rules. We're trying to tell you to do things while we're open, and they're not listening to it. How does that make you feel? You want to go first, TJ? Go. Sure, I'll go first. You know, I, I feel like, honestly, at this point, Bruce, I've looked at as much information as I can, and I still feel like I'm not appropriately equipped to make those decisions, so I will rely on the regulators of those jurisdictions uh, to, to open the only thing that I can hope for is that people are not dumb. And if one thing is is really stuck out over the decade plus that we've done this show, there are a lot of dumb people in the world. So no matter mm-hmm. what, there's going to be people that are – I mean, yesterday across the street from where I'm at now, they had a bounce house. Like, wh- why? Why do you have a bounce house? Like, That's I understand – Oh, a bounce house for the kids. That's yeah. already a Petri dish of – One hundred percent. You were exactly right, Sammy. And that's all I was thinking of is like even if the adults – are, you know, quote unquote, socially distancing themselves at this party. They all brought kids and they're not socially distancing themselves from their children and their children are literally running into each other in a bounce house. Like, I do believe, like, like the good doctor said, I, I think it's time to, you know, start making some appropriate measures to open up and, and kind of get yeah. things back to normal, but it needs to be the same way that we talk about any sort of regulation. It needs to be sensible. It needs to be smart. And, uh, you know, from the sounds of it, I I think we may have to consider closing back down uh, again in fall because we're probably going to have a big uptick in. in, They're never going to do it. They're they're, never going to do it. Here's my No, you're right, Sam. I think this was our one shot. Right. And we all did not do it together. So. Maybe I'm crazy here, Sam, but I'm curious how you feel about this. Like, we've done a lot of damage. We've done, you know, what we've needed to do. Unfortunately, I don't think the sacrifice is worth the the overall outcome. If you could rewind and go back, you know, eight, ten weeks ago, would you have been for a martial law where we're all just confined to our homes and we're not supposed to leave for eight weeks? Not martial law because I don't really trust the government. I'm so sorry. Aspects of it, yes. 
aspects of it. No. But if it's just eight weeks and you know at the end of it, it's all done. And then puts troops and reserves and armed guards on every street corner. Uh, Let let me rephrase that. If it's not a martial law, but if it's something where it's so discouraging. It was a mandatory fucking law that everybody stay in your fucking house. But but then we're still in the same situation. Like, I think maybe you want to call me a sheep, a coward, all that stuff, not standing up for my rights. I just think if we were all confined to our homes for eight weeks and we knew on the other side of it that it was all done, it was dead here, n- n- doesn't exist, why wouldn't anybody be for that? Like, yes, there's the broader arching story of like... Fact, nobody knew anything. They had zero information. Everyone's going blind. Even the people leading the fucking charge don't even know what the fuck's happening. So no one is going to... First of all, half the country literally thought this was a test to take away their rights. And anybody who wears a mask is a sheeple and you're just a follower and you're just doing what they say. Stop for a second. We're we're getting political, though, Sam. Divided. Stop, 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 stop. stop. Where they literally don't believe there is. I have friends. God, I use that term. I can't even say loosely because they're my friends. But I have real friends that don't believe this at all who think it's a conspiracy right. to control the masses. But what I'm, like, I, Sam, I'm asking you, though, take all of that away. If you would have been able to be guaranteed that if we just stayed inside for But I weeks, did stay inside. I wasn't one of the ones Sam, that you're not, did you're it. not answering so, my question. Wait, listen to his question, Sammy. My question is, if we were able to ensure or do something to make it that everyone stayed at home for eight weeks and, and we don't, worry about what this means and if the government's going to take away our rights again in the future, would you have been for that? Yeah, I would be for anything that preserves life and um, protects people. But not a martial law. That's where you draw the um, line. Martial law. I don't think anybody's really for martial law. For eight weeks. Uh, It's a very scary. uh, It's a scary thing. I. I think a lot of people would be for it at first because it scares them at the thought of it. A hundred thousand people died, Bruce. No, I'm with you. Say that number saying. goes down to ten. That would be for it are those people that were directly affected by those deaths. The other fucking people don't give a fuck. So you mean the people that actually believe it, the people that actually understand what what we've gone through. Those people would be for it, but everyone else, not so yeah, much because they don't people- know. If people are not for practicing the safe distancing and all the things that have been put in place to help deal with this pandemic, if they're not in doing that now, what's going to make any difference then? You See, know, these are those type of people. They're, they're not part of the problem. They're, yeah. they're not part of the solution. They're all part of the problem. That, that, and that's what we're dealing with. That's the problem. Bruce. I, th- I think that a lot of people go into these conspiracy theories because, well, I haven't seen any evidence to the contrary. You just have to take some things for fact. Like, for example, I've never met anyone with tuberculosis. I believe tuberculosis is real. You know no, what I mean? I got you there. I, I'm with oh. you on that. Listen, what it really became reality for me is when people around me started getting sick, when people around me had people that started dying or people that I have a six degree of separation with, there's no way I can't take this seriously. I'm sorry. I've been taking it very seriously and doing what I need to do. And I think we all should. And I, there's really no debate here on this show. On its time, you're either part of the a problem or you're part of the solution. So just be part of the friggin' solution, okay? Simple as that. I don't even want to discuss it anymore. You're either with it or you're not. And let's see how it keeps going. All right. So that's all I can say. I think we kind of beat this one a little bit. But let me let me give you a couple other situations here. And pardon me, TJ. I'm not cutting you off. Is uh, I'm there anything done. Else? I'm done. Yeah. 
So, you know, situations are occurring out of this, out of the ordinary that would not happen before. Obviously, people are Zooming. Uh, they're, they're having their friends meetings and Zooming, dinner meetings and Zooming, this, that, and the other. This is kind of wild. A California church is suing Zoom, right? They're suing Zoom because they were having a Bible study class and somebody streamed porn or fished porn into the Bible study class. So now they're suing Zoom. TJ, you're technical, mm -hmm. right? Is that really Zoom's problem, or is it just the fact that these type things like Zoom can be hacked so easily that it's not their problem? They don't have a safety I mean, feature against it? How do you even it, know it's hacked? Maybe just someone who was up to no good got the link. You know, like there's a difference between hacking and exploiting. And no, they get hacked. I heard. No, I understand that. That's true. Yeah. Yes, they, they, people have been hacked. But how do we know for a fact that some crazy church member just didn't get the link and and went in and, and did things. And, and here's the thing, too. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that pornography is protected under the First Amendment. Um, mm -hmm. you, I, I think the freedom of speech laws in this country need to incredibly be looked at and, and thoroughly uh, maybe rehauled and refined. But We've been saying that for years, but, I agree. But for the most part, um, that, that's not – it's not against the law to do that, I don't believe. And, and beyond that, Zoom has no say in what any user does on their platform. Um, and, and if you have an issue with them not having uh, a responsibility for that, then you have an issue with the Internet as a whole. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Well, it's, it's creating some interesting situations. Another thing, um, you know, are you, are you Sammy, you're, I know where you live. Do you have problems with your parcels being delivered, being robbed, or taken from your front doorstep? Do you worry about that? No, I've, I've, had I've been a cul-de-sac and literally it's just houses all around with tons yeah. of cars in everyone's driveway. Yeah, I live, yeah. In a, I live in a cul-de-sac, same situation. I've had two packages taken in the last five years. So, oh yeah, I, yeah, I mean, two is not a lot. I mean, we've had, I don't know, hundreds of packages left on the door, but uh, these types of things are going to happen everywhere. Yeah, I've had a fair number taken, but this is kind of tragic. You know, that we're, we're all sitting here waiting for our delivery is not going anywhere, whatever the case might be. Uh, a man named Kevin Lynch, his mother passed away, right? So he's waiting for the remains of his mother to be delivered. They didn't come in. So he calls the funeral home trying to find out what happened. They said the package was delivered. He checks his cameras, whether it's Zoom or whatever the case might be. Actually found somebody that stole his mother's ashes that was delivered to his house. The package. Oh, Can you imagine that? No. And, and as a result, he was unable to host the funeral due to, you know, due to the pandemic. He was waiting yeah. for his mother's ashes to come in the mail. I, I thought I, about I, that the other day. Yeah. We're not we're oh. not able to grieve our, our, you know, dead during this time. And, and to have something like that, like, first off, like, I don't know if I could be OK with a loved one being sent in the mail. No, that's but but that's what you have to do because you can't go pick them up or whatever the situation is today. That's another they can't do curbside result pickup? of the situation. I mean, I'm not trying to be cute. I don't know. Or gross I, with that. No, I know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell I you. I mean, I bought something from GameStop the other day. They brought it out to the curb. You know what I mean? So it's like it's yeah, well, it's, it's, it's it's strange. I don't know. Yeah, well, this is kind of a little bit of a different product than a video game. But I, I'm no, with but you my on point that. is my point is this: like the funeral home to me is much more of an essential sort of service than GameStop. So if GameStop is is you know operating within the confines of the law, like I don't know why you can't go pick up your loved one's remains. I'm with you. I can't answer it, and, but I'm and, with you. And if you open that box and you don't return it, I don't care if you return it late at night when no one's around and you get away with it. You're an asshole. Like, go return that, man. 
Agreed. Agreed. Now, listen, I don't want to stay on the subject of passing away or death, but I have to talk about this next one because he was a friend of mine from the gym. A lot of people love this guy, Mr. Happy, gentle giant. But down here in Venice near my house last week, an ex-WWE star named Shad Gaspard, uh, he went missing during a beach swim. He went out. The waves were big. He went out with his son. Uh, as they're saying, probably got caught in a strong rip current. It was around 4 p.m. Lifeguards raced into the water. He pointed to his son and said, please save my son. He's 39 years old, a brute of a man, strong, muscled. I don't know how good swimmer he was. They went to save his son. They couldn't find him. He disappeared. Two days later, he washed up uh, right beside the Venice Beach Pier. Um, he's obviously passed away. My my best wishes and condolences go out to his family. This was one of the most happy, pleasant giants of a man I ever met. I, his son, you know, 10 years old, I think he was, or is rather, and now he's going to grow up without his dad. It's so tragic. But I have to talk about this because a lot of my friends knew him. Very popular guy. If you're a WWE fan, you probably were aware of Shag Bart. So rest in peace, Shad. A true pleasure to know you. That was a tragic. Did you read about that, Sammy? Yes, I did. And actually, um, I have friends of his, mutual friends who, when he was missing for the first two days, had been posting all over social media that he was missing. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, very, one thing that always sticks out when we read these uh, stories, Bruce, is how, no matter how confident of a swimmer or someone in the water uh, you can be, uh, the ocean will destroy you whenever it wants to. You can, uh, you can be Michael Phelps, and when it grabs you, it grabs you. Mm -hmm. If anybody knows that better than I do, or better than anybody I do, because my closest I ever came to death, yeah. aside from possibly being stabbed or shot at times in my life, but the closest I ever came to death for real was surfing in Poseidon's playground. There's no question. It's very powerful. Well, I think. I think. Respected. I think. What's scary? I mean, you mentioned about you know being stabbed or shot. Like you can defend yourself against things like that. There's no mm -hmm. real way to defend yourself against a riptide that grabs you. Like you can try, well, but it, I mean, you're at its mercy. You're at nature's mercy. Yeah, but let me let me tell you something. You can swim out of a riptide. The thing that most people make the mistake of is they swim into the riptide. For those of you who do not know, if you ever feel the pull, if you're involved in a riptide in the ocean, you swim perpendicular to the beach. You swim out of the riptide. If you're a strong swimmer, you can survive. You can swim. I Granted, there are stronger riptides, but I've been in many riptide in my life, trained as a lifeguard in my life, trained as a swimmer. You swim. Per All I can tell you is do your best. Swim perpendicular to the beach. Okay? Beach. But what am I doing here? Beach? Where's my camera? Don't, don't, yeah, don't look at the camera as much as just you do as it, it, as it yourself. Like, here's the beach. Yeah. Here's the swimmer. Swim perpendicular to the beach, not this way. Okay? So you mean parallel? Parallel, parallel, parallel to the beach. Yes, pardon me. Parallel, parallel. My, my mistake. Parallel to the beach. Swim out of the rip. Okay, there's your riptide knowledge. Sammy, you're shaking your head. You've been on many a beach. I get the feeling you knew that was the case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I almost died when I was young. Um, I don't like water. Anybody who knows me knows it's, I'm very famous for not drinking it. And i not really going in the, the ocean. Um, Thanks you for reminding to, me. You have to really, like, twist my arm to get me to go in a pool. And I only bathe when I have to. I don't. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. What? 
Can you clarify the bathing when I have to just a little more, Sammy? I've been around you more times than I can remember, and you always smell like the sweet smell of success. Yes. When, sh when should I not go around you? I mean, how many days will you go without a bath? <laughs> uh, I mean, I've gone many days without a bath. It just depends what 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 is my body being called upon to do. Are like, you saying that even the idea of getting in a shower or a bathtub, that that bothers you? Water-wise? Uh, are you claustrophobic? Are you no, water phobic? I just don't like water. Wow. I, huh. I have an issue. Um, for no, for the record, like, every just, every bath is necessary. It's like a process. Like, okay, I'm gonna go take a shower. Well, when are you gonna go take a shower, girl? I'm I'm working myself up for it. I'm 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 headed that way. I I almost died in water, so I have a thing with water. Hey, what can I say? But you don't drink water either. Is that the same as with ingesting water? Really, Sammy? Wow. That's you don't drink, drink water? That's interesting. You well, don't drink I do. water at all? I drink brown water. That's coffee. Um, Not water. I drink. Which is a diuretic. Go ahead. I drink fizzy water. That's beer. Not water. Which is alcohol in it. Go ahead. Yeah, but it's water based. You just it's said two things that dehydrate you. They dehydrate. You're just being dehydrated all day. But look at me. I'm 54 years old. Something's working. All the weed. I don't know. Something's offsetting. Hey. Something's offsetting something. So, so, so do you not like hydroponic marijuana? Um, it's okay. Okay. I don't really taste the water there. Okay. All right. Okay. Sounds good. We'll do, leave it at do, that. Do you, do you not use a bong? Um, no. Actually, my roommate does. She likes the bong. I don't really like the bong. <laughs> do you want to know how I almost died, though, in the water? I mean, yes. I assume Can't you almost wait. drowned. Go, go, go. Um, so I was a, a teen model and I was in the south of Italy in a town called Calabria, which is like right, like a Florida version of a state in Italy. And it was the last day of this big photo shoot campaign. I was there with other models and a big crew and everybody, I guess, had taken off on a boat in the morning and left me behind because I was late, whatever. So... I fancy myself also a very good swimmer, um, was a lifeguard when I was a young person. So I look out from my hotel room and I'm like, there they are in the boat. I can make that. I can dive off the cliff and swim out to them. And I did, I dived into the water. I started swimming out to them, but I wasn't really getting very far. And the boat seemed to be getting farther away. Turns out I was surrounded by jellyfish everywhere there was just jellyfish everywhere That's and fun. i panicked because there's no way i feel like i was in a riptide something was pulling me out i couldn't go back i couldn't make it out to the boat so i just went under and i went under twice and on the third time i was going under a pair of hands lifted me out of the water and it was fishermen who pulled me out of the water and then i was like <sighs> Take me to that boat. So I made them take me to the boat. And I'm like, see, here I am. You can't just leave me. And I imposed myself with the rest of the people and uh, never really liked water ever since. Well, I hope your friends in the fishing boat looked for you and just didn't take off. So it sounds to me like they were on their merry way. But at, no, at I, any think, rate. I think my friends that I was working with were probably happy to leave me there. I don't know what gives me that impression. But um, I was going to show them. Gotcha. Oh, <laughs> geez, Sammy. I showed them by almost dying. Hey, you're good. 
You're here with us today, Sammy. That's all that counts. It's all that counts. And congratulations for that. Let me go over some little stories here. Uh, Spotify, Joe Rogan, breaking the rules of podcasts and creating new worlds for podcasts on a uh, suspected deal worth more than $100 million to move his show over to Spotify. Good for Joe. $100 million, Sammy. Good that's for, if that's true. Good, I mean, that's over years, of course, but I mean... That's that just opens up the world. Other people dreaming of where their podcast can go. But I got to give Joe Rogan and his crew and everybody behind him all the credit in the world because they've totally redone the whole world of podcasts beyond what the world of podcast is, was and is going to be. So congratulations, Joe. Congratulations. Um, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is rumored. Now, we all hear that he's talking about an exhibition ballot with uh, Vander Holyfield, whatever. But Tito now Ortiz, he's Vander well, Silva. You know, yeah, I, I, you know, what is true, what is not, who's being relevant, who's not, whatever the case might be. But the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship is rumored now to want to offer Mike Tyson more than $20 million. No, that was proved false. That's, say again? That was proved false. Okay, good. That was a troll that's, account. That was, I ask you, TJ, because you got the knowledge that that's got to be a troll. Because number one, I don't see them having that kind of money, and they think unless they think that eighty million people are going to tune into this or whatever the case might be. Even my so, other question is, like, how do you make that money back, Bruce? Because, like, I, I think you're. That's my point. You're, well, that's I mean, pay per view isn't a thing anymore. It's just yeah. not. And, and if you're going to have a pay per view deal, it's going to have to be something like in ESPN Plus. I don't think ESPN Plus or any other comparable service is going to want to sign a long term deal uh, with a, a company like that. And if they're going to do a one-off deal, what are the licensing rights going to be for that one deal? Because obviously they need to be north of $20 million to begin with. Like, I just I don't see how that's a realistic number in any way, shape, or form. Well, first off, if you're going to offer that kind of money, you better have that kind of money. Because you're going to do it, we're going to offer this to you based on coming in on the back end. I would never sign a deal like that as long as I live. No. Period. Even if I knew and, I was going to draw people like Mike would. Right. And in any athletic commission, you know, depending on where they would go, like they want that money in escrow. You know, a fight purse for the most part needs to be in escrow unless you have a really long, uh, you know, tenure as a you know world-renowned promoter. Uh, I I yeah. don't I just don't see how anybody I, can do that. I mean, you can make a deal with Tyson to pay him twenty million dollars based on, uh, you know, potential and percentages, and you know maybe you get it on the back end. But uh, I don't see anybody having that kind of money to put up for him yeah, to be I, in a fight. I don't see it either. I just see a lot of headlines, a lot of relevancy, and a lot of BS. So we'll leave it at that. Personally, as much as I'd love to see Mike fight, I don't want to see Mike fight. Okay? I'd rather see Mike do, do other areas. I kind well, of do. Of course, and I'll, you, and I'll, of course I, you kind of no, want to, no, but I really don't want to. Well, the reason I want to is I don't think that it would be bad for him. Uh, he's, no. had a, he's had a long time off. I, I think that Mike Tyson you know, mentally is, is probably in a better spot than he's ever been before. I don't worry about him being punchy or things like that in the, the video. Have you seen the video of him hitting oh, yeah. pads with Rafael Cordero? Yeah. yeah. Like, well, dude, right. if you can throw that way, you can fight. Um, Mike Tyson is going to be like riding a bike. Trust me. There'll be differences because of age, but there's not going to be that difference. And the then, last thing, then you why, not let him, why not let him fight Bruce? Why not have yeah. him? Why not be interested in a, in a fight that is a fair, honest to goodness, you know, matchup. Look, would I be interested? Yes. Will I watch it? Yes. For reasons of just the principles of the matter and the fact that he's out of his prime and all, my right. answer is no. I'm fine with him not right. fighting. But if he does, I'm going to watch. It's just as simple as that. Remind me to go edit this when Zufa Boxing signs Mike Tyson. And I announce it. And you announce <laughs> it. 
Well, you know what? I'd much rather even have my brother announce it because he's announced him so many times. But you know what? We'll see. And of course, if I was asked, you know, I'd be there. Okay, Mike, I wish you luck. Just want to keep you safe, buddy. Um, Naomi Osaka, the tennis player, has now become the highest earning female athlete in history, earning $37 million last last year. And, you know, that I've been doing work in clothing here and there and doing different stuff. I Logan Paul has become a friend of mine. He's actually a very cool guy. He's been on the show. We had a good time with him. Um, he's improving himself in many different areas and giving a lot of entertainment. I did a promo for him for Maverick Clothing, which I was happy to do. And, TJ, I think you have it. We'll show it to the audience. And while I was reading that, I see that David August and Conor McGregor came out with uh, what they call the FU ball. Have you heard about this, t- uh, Tammy? No. It's a soccer ball with pinstripes that has FU in it, like the like oh, the suit like that he wore, right. and then it has uh, it's like an eighty-six dollar soccer ball and twenty-two dollar boxer shorts. I have to assume the shorts have the pinstripes with FU in them. Hey, if you like this stuff, great. I wish Connor and David August all the best in the world with their venture, but I would never buy anything with FU on it personally. Mm-hmm. Not my style. Not no. my style. Hey, let me uh, let me style. let me play this promo quick from Logan Paul. Uh, you guys probably won't be able to. Uh, hear it but uh, at cool. least at least people at home will so uh let me do this and this and then uh, here we go i forgot to mention cool. bruce is actually a good friend of mine so if you guys want a personalized championship introduction video from bruce buffer i.e the voice of the ufc octagon go to brucebuffer.com your wish is his command there you go you got friends and uh high high subscribers we'll, we'll say that where's the uh where's the promo i played it already no, that wasn't the promo. That's that's just him talking about it. There's a whole animated well, that's, that's, thing. That's the one I was able to find, Bruce. You told me it was at the end of the video that came out on Monday. That was the uh, end of the video. That it was that right. That it was right. It was right before that. That was that was him right before that Mike. was him talking about something else, and he literally said, "I almost forgot." So yeah, then it's before that. <laughs> I, well, that's why pe- people I, can find it if they want to. Look okay. For yeah. Sorry about that. But check it out. It's a whole animated thing. It's really funny. I did a whole green screen for Logan Paul and his editor to put it together. But it's Maverick Clothing. He's offering to all his fans. He's got 22 million plus subscribers. So I think he's going to do quite a bit of business with that. Sorry you couldn't see the promo. It was so cute. I wanted you to see this. Sorry we'll, about that. We'll guys. play it next week. It's fine. Okay. Um, thanks, TJ. All right. So now it uh, looks like Tom Cruise and uh, the director, Doug Lehman, uh, Sammy, they're going to film a movie in space. Oh, and and Cruz, of course, is going to do all his own stunts, which I could just imagine being outside a spaceship on a court or whatever the case might be. And they're going to live up there during the entire time that they're filming it in space. What a project undertaking that is. I wonder how much this movie is going to cost. That's crazy. Wow. Wait, they're filming in space? Filming in space. Yes. Where do you get Let the permit you... for that? Uh, do you really need one? Probably. I mean, I don't know who's going to go up and bust you. <laughs> NASA confirmed to CNN that he'll launch into space. He'll stay above the International Space Station, which is a multi-billion dollar laboratory. It's about 250 miles above the Earth. Uh, the doctor and him are working on it. He'll perform his own stunts. Um, that's really all they're giving the information now. So I'm sure there's a lot of work to be done on this until it finally comes to fruition. But what an undertaking that is. Would and you if do anybody it? Has would you go up yeah. into space if someone gave you the opportunity? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yes, I would. I think I, I would, mean, too. I would, too. I, I, I couldn't turn that down. All right, guys, let me go through a few things here real quick. Kobe Bryant's Laker ring. There's been a lot of NBA uh, collectibles. His Laker ring, that 14-karat uh, golden diamond ring, he gave, gifted his mom some 20 years ago. Just sold. I don't know who sold it. 
uh, $206,000 for his ring. Michael Jordan worn cleats, his baseball cleats he wore as a pro baseball player. They just sold for a down, like a house down payment for $93,000. Now, have you watched The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan uh, oh, I have. on ESPN? It's really good. It's incredible. You know, I'm in episode 10 uh, because I'm there with Michael. I had Michael announce. I didn't the, see uh, you. I saw Michael. Yeah, look behind him. I'm going crazy behind him. In another scene, you see me with a camera. But uh, basically, we were there. I was there as manager. I got to go to the 1966 play, 96 playoffs against the Seattle Sonics, Supersonics, um, twice. And then we were at Game Six, the legendary flu game, which also might be due to bad pizza, as we heard during the uh, ESPN special. But I was there with Michael at Game Six in Salt Lake City, Utah, when he scored like seven points and went on to score like 42 points in the second half, single-handedly winning the NBA championship along with his team, the Chicago Bulls. What a, what a day. What an experience that was. I was. It brought back tremendous memories, tremendous it, memories. Watching that, Bruce, it is, uh, I, I think, pretty evident that, you know, you can argue and debate who is the greatest of all time in basketball, oh. but, but reliving some of those moments with, uh, with Michael Jordan, it was just uh, a revolutionary time for the NBA, and uh, I, I don't think we'll ever have another athlete like that. We just won't. No, no, not when you look at the full picture. Like I always say, not just how he performed on the court, but in and out of the basketball court. That makes a true role model, most definitely, most definitely. And, and the thing that was really the underlying uh, sort of amazing thing on The Last Dance is, uh, to me, that Michael Jordan was a global phenomenon in a time where he couldn't go out and really promote himself on any platform that was independent. You know, it was all through the traditional news media and, you know, actual playing. Like, there was no social media. There was no Twitter. There was no Instagram to sort of establish your brand and, and you know, further it. And that, I mean, that can cut both ways, too. I mean, if Michael Jordan ever did get up to no good no one was going to take a photo of it and you know put it online before he oh, yeah. got back to wherever he was going. But uh, it, it, it is amazing the reach that he had based on pretty much just his merit in uh, interviews. Yeah, no, no, he's phenomenal. I mean, you know, he's just phenomenal. I met him. My uh, Brian actually opened up a box where he found an autograph that I got from him during one of these playoffs that I was at. You know, I got I don't I don't know why to get me it myself an autograph from Michael Jordan, but I got one from my brother. So. Say la vie. That's all good. He didn't like to I sign did. a lot of autographs either. You can tell that in the in the show. So I ha I have a way of asking people. It works. <laughs> well, I mean, you're charming and, and very nice. I mean, you'll get it done. But me, I'm I'm screwed. Not quite as charming as Sammy, but I try. Hey, listen, what? a feel good story. A man lost his prosthetic prosthetic leg. He's surfing, and his prosthetic leg fell off. Right. Thir uh, weeks later, a 13 year old scuba diver found it and gave it back to him. Got to got to love that. I wow. like that a lot. Very yeah. cool. Now, one last thing before we go. I've been doing record uh, numbers of videos and uh, Cameo.com videos. We had a record month this this month. Um, the videos coming into BruceBuffer.com for graduation, Mother's Day, now Father's Day is coming up, doing a ton of those. But I did a real special one for a teacher um, at called Jerome High School, and this teacher played it for his class, his history class, to give him a boost uh, during the pandemic. You know, played it over their zoom or their virtual classroom or whatever to give all the students a very positive feel which i really had a, a, a fun filming it for them and it made the the ch local channel 11 news it made the newspaper it made everything and it's just really cool you know i gotta tell you i i get hey, who's the guy in the speedo speedo 
What are you talking about? Find Sammy oh. in the pool. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Did you see Ravi? Uh, yeah. <laughs> a banana hammock is Sammy's. Anyway, it's really cool that this is going out. I've been, I just want to tell everybody again, feel good videos and audios I've been doing for people suffering from COVID-19, people that are just having a hard time being sequestered in their homes, kids going through graduation, Mother's Day, Father's Day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's truly been our pleasure and pleasure with the proceeds and everything for the charities that are being done the whole bit. Thank you, everybody. We are working a lot getting these out and being at home or being office bound or whatever, we've really been enjoying it. So keep them flowing in. And as far as uh, the teacher, Dallin Peterson, who teaches sophomore U.S. history at Jerome High School, it truly was a pleasure doing this video for you. And I'm so happy that the students got a big kick out of it. So thank you very, very much. All right, guys. Sammy, what's up? We got to go. Uh, what's up? Uh, uh, so, hey, real quick, Robbie, who's my uh, male porn star roommate? Robbie Apples. Follow this kid. He's a very fascinating gent. Um, and we're building, you probably saw him because he's uh, working in our garden. Do you know that I have literally planted an entire garden from little starter plants at the beginning of isolation? And now they're massive. Like we're eating things from this fucking garden. And two awesome. months. I'm, yeah. I'm just blown away that it's like actual produce and not just weed. Yeah, no, that's. Everyone keeps saying, well, are you growing weed? And I'm like, oh, my God, I totally forgot. Like, I could grow weed if I wanted to. Yeah, but you go down the corner to your store and get it I all know. day long. Yeah. Then my delivery guy, I'd put him out of business and, you know. Very nice. Very nice. Keep everybody busy. Something contact. tells me that Sam needs more than she can just grow herself. <laughs> just saying. Uh, possibly so. I'm sure Sammy has a big appetite. No question. Yeah. Sammy, anything you want to tell the audience before we go? Uh, no, just follow me. Uh, the Single Life on Twitter, Sam's Pajama Party on Instagram, Sammy Phillips on Facebook. Fantastic. TJ? Okay. Uh, let's see here. This drops on Thursday, so today at 5 p.m. Pacific on the UFC Fight Pass Facebook page. I'll be doing a little preview show for uh, the UFC um, as well as Submission Underground, which is ran by Chael Sonnen. I'll be joined by Chael Sonnen as well as Eddie Bravo. Uh, that's at 5 p.m. Pacific time. We'll be taking calls and, uh, you know, kind of talking about uh, all things combat sports related. And then on Saturday, immediately following uh, the fight between Tyron Woodley and Gilbert Burns, back on the UFC Fight Pass Facebook page uh, for Extra Rounds, our new post-fight show. Uh, hopefully you'll join us. Very cool. Everybody tune into that because you're getting like a million-plus viewers, at least on the last show that we did in Jacksonville, and I'm doing a great job on that, TJ. Um, very, very cool. Frank Trigg, tell him I said hi, doing a great job also. And uh, this Saturday, folks, uh, we have Gilbert Burns and Tyron Woodley going at it. I will not be there at the Apex Center in Vegas announcing that, but I will be back on June 6th, 20th, and 27th. And um, heck of a card. I'll be glued to it. Check it out. And that's on Fight Pass. Is that right, TJ, or ESPN Plus? Uh, you know? e e I mean, it's always on ESPN Plus. Okay, ESPN Plus. And there we go. Sammy, love you, yeah. honey. Thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Jeff Davidson, for all your information. You're brilliant. You're my friend. Love you, brother. And TJ, love you too. Sammy, did I tell you I love you? Did I say it? I love you too. I love you. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Okay. All right, everybody. Tune in next week. We'll be back with another very important guest or very good guest or a guest, however you want to view it, however it falls. Sammy, take care. I will talk okay. to you soon. TJ, take care. I will talk to you soon. Everybody out there, 
set your goals, write them down, be a role model to your sphere of influence, learn about them. So when you set on that path, you can be the best you can be. That's what we talk about on being on its time. It's all about winning. So as long as you're the best you can be, you are winning. And if more comes, then you're really winning. So enjoy life. Stay safe. Stay sane. Follow the rules. Everybody be careful. And we'll be back next week. Love you all. Cheers. Wait, you're not going to say buffer out? Oh, fuck. Buffer out. There we go. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Whether you're a market seller. I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Touch-free QR code payments. No seller fees until 2021. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal.